Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Dent, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neolothotep in our transitional phase, and we find ourselves in Paris. It seems, however, Paris might be getting to a few of us, or maybe not getting to a few of us, um, but more on that later. So I'd like to start off with introductions to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and uh, I was busy. You know, you were very busy, and I'm certain the listeners appreciated what you were doing. More on that, uh, potentially, if she chooses to tell her tale. To Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I'm still feeling a little bit not like myself still. You know, I don't think anybody at the hotel bar uh, really expected it, but it's fairly clear uh, that Miss Lane is a hell of a dancer. I can tell you in, in real life, I've never danced on a bar. Well, there's time yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the end of the table. Uh, this is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle. And I'm going to have to keep my head on a swivel to keep an eye on all the people in our group from now on, apparently. You have an awful lot of people to keep an eye on now, Mr. Doyle. The good question is, is who's going to keep their eye on you? I'm, I'm, I'm like a stone. I'm fine. Hmm, perhaps a... With your cat statues. Shush. Uh, to Jack's right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach, and my poor tender eye has been tenderized. Hmm. Yeah, it's quite the shiner you have, uh, you've mm-hmm. picked up there. Uh, it seems that the, uh, perhaps you were training with a pugilist patient. Yeah, I've taken up boxing. <laughs> or boxing has taken up you. And last one, but certainly not least, our very own new investigator. Uh, this is Alex. I'll be playing Sam Berron. And uh, after finding myself, it's time to find some people that might be like-minded. I tend to agree. And speaking of, uh, we're going to begin with you, Sam. You place your hand on the door to the hotel room. You've had enough, finally, of the interior spaces here. Even with your um, previous little jaunt... It's time to get out and see this world with a new set of eyes. Um, I take take one last look at the mirror and lock eyes with myself, make sure that I'm not, that I'm walking out with dignity, and I open the door. When you open the door, you come within a pretty close step of a man you know, or at least you're fairly certain you know, and that's Jack Doyle. To your right, Jack, to your right as you pass through the hallway towards your room, the doctor's room opens, except it's not Sigmund that stands in the doorway. For a second, you're not sure who it is. And then there's enough, uh, your eyes adjust to the light, and the two of you see each other. He still looks like Simone, right? Physically, yes. 
He might be a little visually haggard. Uh, maybe just a little bit to your perception, although he seems to be carrying himself just well. Oh, um, Hans. How, a smile. How you doing? <laughs> I'm kind of, I kind of stand in the open doorway for a second and look back in. And um, I haven't, I probably still haven't cleaned up the, uh, the mess of all of the papers that are everywhere. So I'll just kind of shut the door behind me discreetly. Uh, actually, I'm quite hungry. What time is it? Um, we'll say it's early evening when this happens. Oh, um, I was I was heading downstairs to uh, get something to eat. Would you like to join me? Yes, I think that I would like that. Jack. All right. We'll go downstairs. Well, I'll, I'll gather some of the others. I keep smiling at him and like follow him from behind. I probably just don't stop sure. smiling the whole time. The door closes behind you, Sam. You kind of pull it shut just to make sure everything is nice and safe. Uh, and the two of you head back downstairs uh, to the hotel bar, which also serves as its eatery and cafe. The staff is more than happy to accommodate you with the proper table. And yeah, you sit down and have what is essentially a, a fair, there's a fair menu selection here. There's different fishes and uh, chicken and uh, there's an awful lot of um, salad fare here at the Bristol, but they have roast and all sorts of things. So, uh, has Dr. been treating you okay? Oh, he's been an absolute delight. Um, the only thing I'm probably carrying with me, other than my messenger bag, is probably a like a band tied together ledger with that's stuffed with kind of ragged, loose papers, like stacks of them. It'll probably look like they've been ripped out of books. Hmm. The um, the room just got a bit stuffy. Uh, would you like a drink before dinner? Certainly. What do you recommend? Um, just getting a couple of old-fashioned. The staff comes over. Uh, old-fashioned for me and my friend. We oui, miss you. They turn around. Head back to the bar. You can tell that the uh, wait staff here, at least those near the bar pay you a little closer attention Jack um, it's not undue attention obviously but people are fairly interested in, in what what you're doing you're not sure if it's from having rescued Miss Lane or other actions that were taken here hmm. um, is it obvious that we are kind of um, centerpieces in this room oh a hundred percent. I'm probably unintentionally making myself smaller. Um, <laughs> like subconsciously just making myself smaller. Um, I look over at Jack. It would seem you've made quite the impression. Oh, there was just a, a slight incident a little while ago. Already? Uh, nothing to concern yourself with. No, of course not. Probably should try to keep more of a lower profile, seeing as uh, I did knock out a customs guard not so long ago. You had your reasons. Right. They come back with the drinks. Yeah, see. You can see the, the waiter <laughs> flinches, like, <laughs> just just ever so slightly. And then he heads back towards the bar. At least I didn't say mercy. We can work on that if you like, Jack. Hmm? I raise the drink. Merci. Yeah. Right. The inflection kind of snaps you back just a little bit to England because it's obvious that his tone and his accent has changed. Mm -hmm. But when he accents with the, 
with the French word, you get this weird kind of buzz in your head a little bit because so much is different now. Is his accent even different from before? When it, after the first time it changed, if he's got a different accent now? It would sound more Parisian than it did before. So, yes. All right. There'd be less, uh, I guess, I don't want to say texture, but it's a different texture. Yeah. They come back to take your order for food. The eating area here begins to fill a little bit with other patrons and other hotel guests. There are several couples here. It is probably the first time, likely, outside of probably some of the jazz places in Chicago, that you see men sitting with men, women sitting with women. All right. The staff here doesn't skip a beat. And I point it out because these are these are obvious couples. Right. They're not um, hiding. Like, there's no there's no pretense like there would be in the United States. Like the, the women are not necessarily sitting across from each other. They're sitting next to each other. And there is an obvious intimation of something more. The, a closeness, a, a, um, a willing closeness. Yes. An almost eager closeness. The one that you only see with two people who are more than comfortable to pers- to be within each other's personal space. Right. Yeah, so we'll order. Okay. The staff arrives back um, with your food. They ask if you want more drinks. I keep pace with uh, with Jack. Well, yes. The answer is always yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is uh, yes. I'll leave you two there at the, at the dinner table. Miss O'Shea... You have spent the better part of the previous evening in deep study. It's really the easiest way to say it. You've taken the opportunity to get some rest today. You have tried to acclimate a little bit to your newly carried item, which seems to afford you a dizzying connection to linguistics, one you've never felt before. And beyond that, um, it's fairly clear that someone, someone you've come to know well now, it's not, it's not simply someone who favors you. It is someone who has now blessed you with something that it, it feels like trying to hold on to a hurricane. Fun times. Hold on. Okay. And when is my robe done at the... That should be tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. I'm going to uh, probably make my way back to the hotel and probably eat a lot. Yes, you're very hungry. Um, The process was very arduous. And you know that you should be exhausted, but you are not. Right. Probably eat and maybe read some more or... Stopping in your room or stopping in the hotel? Like the eatery itself or... Well, it's later, so I'd probably have to be in the hotel, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, so I'll probably go up to my room, grab some reading material, Mm -hmm. come down and get some food. Okay, yeah. I mean, it'll give you the opportunity to see both both Jack and uh, his dinner guest, which is a new thing because... You weren't aware the doctor's patient was again ambulatory and moving around, but it seems he's drinking and having dinner. I've been a little preoccupied. I can't imagine why. She's like, wait, 
I haven't seen Simone in days. <laughs> right. Are you stopping there, or are you getting your own table and staying away from them? Well, do they look like they're having a conversation, just them, or...? I mean, there, there's it's a table. It's got four chairs at it. Two of them are taken. They're sitting across one another. It looks like they're having conversation. It looks like they're eating. Um, Jack, your eyes don't miss Miss O'Shea when she walks through the room. Like, it's impossible to, with your natural gift of, uh, you know, spot hidden at this point. I give her uh, a nod. Yeah, I guess once I get my books, I'll just sit down at the table, put my books down. Yeah. Okay. I will follow the nod, and I will regard uh, Miss O'Shea with, like, playful curiosity. Okay. Smile hasn't really left my face. I mean, I'm not, like, beaming, but he's smiling for sure. The look you're getting from the, the person you know as Simone is not what you're expecting. He looks exceedingly happy. He looks pleasant. He looks like he's having drinks and having a good time. Like creepy pleasant or just no, like he's not, in a good mood? Like plasticky, like, you know, black hole sun. <laughs> okay. Smile. I mean, right. anything's possible at this point. Yeah. Isn't it? So, yeah, I'll just, uh, once I get my books, you know, come down to the table and. Yeah, I stand up and pull out a chair. Put my books down. Thank you. I will. Thank you for joining us. Take a seat. The wait, the wait staff comes over. Um, Madame, Monsieur, what can I get you? Whatever's for dinner. Oh, well, we have a wide selection. He hands you a, a relatively small placard with, you know, a, a selection of food. There's basically red meat, white meat, fish, um, vegetarian-esque, like salads and stuff like mm-hmm. that. There's all sorts of things you can select from. I'll probably take whatever the biggest meal is. Okay, so yeah, prime rib and a fairly sizable portion. And um, he does a little bit of a double take when you order the, the prime rib, which is basically what Jack and likely Sam are eating. But he tucks it in his arm and says, uh, some wine? Please. I was going to recommend the old-fashioned. It's quite delicious. I usually uh, don't drink that much. But th- thank you. Doctor, you come to in your room. <clears throat> It's been a long day after the incident with Miss Lane and the wandering around town and tracking down, trying to track down a ghoul. And then all the work that you've done with Sam, you really just needed a few hours. Yeah. Um, When you look over into the uh, adjoining room there where Sam was, Mm. you realize that your brain says, was because he's not there. Hmm. There's an awful lot of papers on the floor. Hmm. Uh, he did not clean up yet. <laughs> and this is all right. <laughs> I suppose the housekeeper will be here any time now. I get dressed, no rush. And get my cane, lean, lean heavy on it, as I'm sure my hips are, my hip is screaming at this point. It is. Uh, perhaps it needs a, a liniment of some sort. That's what I'm thinking. Perhaps a bit of medication is in order. I will be heading downstairs. You head downstairs, and uh, you can already tell that the bar and eatery here at the hotel is beginning to hop with uh, with the night. It seems the Paris night is going to... There's a swing to it. You can feel an energy. It almost feels like some of the bars and clubs you'd been to in, in Munich. After a certain period at, at night, the energy in the room changes hmm. and you get almost 
uh, in, invigorated by it because you can see all these people here just enjoying themselves, having a good time. Well, definitely want something for my hip and perhaps a bite to eat before God hunts the town. I wave the doctor over, nod, and lift my game, walk over. You see Sam and uh, Miss O'Shea. Good evening, everyone. Evening, Doctor. Doctor. Miss O'Shea, how are you? Good. Good. You look well. I'm doing better than some, it seems. Doc lowers himself into the chair <laughs> slowly. Ugh. Hmm. I'm good. Must all here, yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, Miss Lane will feel like uh, coming down right now, so uh, I'll yeah. order. I'll order something for her and have it sent up. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Thunderbar. Yeah. Is Miss Lane all right? Yeah, she just had a uh, um, a little episode earlier, and she's recovering. Hmm. Tragic. I order uh, one of whatever Jack is having. Point at the drink. And also, what if he's eating too? Right away, sir. You think I don't know what you think she wants? She will probably want fish. Oh, okay. White wine sent up to my room. Right away, sir. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I figured she's it's alcohol. Like it's a always a good meal. idea. <laughs> nothing Something heavy. Light. Yeah, nothing heavy after dancing on the bar. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> It isn't long before you begin, you all begin to hear a story being told. The bar itself is relatively close to this table. It's probably three or four yards before that long kind of wall of wood and brass begins. And you hear a man remarking to another that the the, the photos that she brought were indescribable he says to this other man who's standing close to him I'd never seen something like that I, I can't even explain it and the other man begins to console him Robert it's alright it was just a, a an overexposure it couldn't have looked like that and you see this other man seem to press. No, 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 no. I can tell you for certain. It was like a bolt of lightning had come to life. Duck grins. Meets eyes with with Maeve and Jack and Sam. Oh, I'm like staring down, pretending like I'm not listening, but totally listening. Doc is not being so gracious as to <laughs> pretend that he's not listening. Because, well, frankly, he just doesn't really think that way. <laughs> sure. I mean, he's not staring at them, but he's, yeah, um, just kind of grinning at everyone else at the table, knowing they're hearing what he's hearing. Okay. The man continues. This man, Robert, continues. And he says that this woman sent him, she brought in a collection of photos to be to be developed from her camera. And... She asked for them immediately, as soon as she could get them, and he said the the quickest he could do would be the next morning. And he went to develop them, and you start hearing, like, traffic and, and other noises in the area. 
And so if you want to hear the end of the story, I want a hard listen roll from you. All of us are like, shit. No, 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 no. Listen. It's a success, but not a hard success. Okay. 37 I... out of 20. Right. Listen. Oh, um, 14 out of 42. So that's a hard. Okay. I got a 65 out of 63. Okay, cool. That would mean that Jack's the only one who hears the end of the, uh, the story. He says, I know I've seen that boat before. It's the ferry to Calais. The uh, mm-hmm. other man pats Robert on the shoulder and says, let's go home. Uh, you need to rest. Robert seems to nod in agreement. And uh, he finishes his, his drink and then begins to walk out. I, I, uh, I'll lean over as they're getting up. Did I hear you say something about the ferry to Calais? So you're going to speak up over the din of the crowd? Yeah. Okay, just keep in mind, you're you're likely a, you're likely a good 12 to 15 feet away from these oh. guys. Oh, maybe I'll get up and... Uh, You'd have to. Yeah. I'll, well, or shout, either way. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to draw more attention to myself. Right. You get up. Walk over. Uh, excuse me, did I hear one of you say something about the ferry to Calais? Mm-hmm. The gentleman who you know's name is Robert the man to talk about the photographs turns to you. Huh? Uh, um, who, who are you? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, my name's Jack Doyle, but well, I, the ferry to Calais, we were just on the ferry and I noticed that there was a, uh, a large discoloration where it looked like, uh, a fire or lightning or something. No. Hit it? Yeah. On the, on the bow of the ship. He looks at, Robert looks at the, man he was having the drink with and he says you see you see Renault it's true it happened you were there well I, all I saw was uh, it looks like the aftermath it looks like it happened a few days or several days ago you you, you must come to my lab you must come back to my lab and, and see the pictures oh yeah yeah he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a business card thank um, you he's a chemist and photography developed he's he he's a chemist that's what you would go to to get your photos developed in this era oh thank you uh, it's I'm, near the Eiffel Tower I, I'm a bit of a photographer myself so oh, I'd love to see your lab anyhow mm. yes of course um, the other gentleman Renal kind of almost in a very friendly way but just pushes Robert kind of towards the door he needs to rest. He's He's been very excited lately. I, I'm sure it'll do him good to talk about it. The man doesn't have a very convincing look on his face. Whatever. Not your problem, buddy. Keep your, keep your mic. Yes. Yes, sir. So after when Jack moves over to the pair, I was going to slide away from the table, kind of pat my lip and flank them kind of so that I could get a, a listen to what was going on to hear the conversation that Jack was having with them without necessarily... Like, I, if, I didn't want them to see me if they looked back at the table. Um, like, if, if Jack happened to gesture to them or note that he was with the group. So, um, I was going to move away. But if I see them heading toward the door, uh, I'm going to try to catch... Do I see him give Jack the card? Yes. You, um, getting up and kind of being surreptitious enough to um, overhear the conversation is easy enough for you to do. I won't make you roll for it. Um, and you would have seen him give Jack the card for sure. Okay, I'm going to try to position myself so that I'm over the shoulder of the person who just did that. 
mm-hmm. so that Jack can see me. Oh, okay. I'm going to yeah. try to catch his eyes. I know that I owe them a conversation, mm-hmm. um, but this seems pressing. So um, I'm going to, if I can catch Jack's eye, I'm going to kind of nod toward the door mm-hmm. and begin making my way there, pleading with him for approval. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I do like a, a, a small shake of my head. Okay. Okay, I probably stall. Yeah, I wait. As, as I put as I put the card away, you know, like... You pick up on his, um, the physical signals fairly quickly. Um, and the two of you hold off just a little. Back to the table with both of you then? Yeah, yeah. Miss Lane, there's a knock at your door. I was probably laying down. You were having a lie down, as they say in Europe. Because of my, I don't know how Jack put it, my, uh... It's an episode. My episode. Well, it was. The 20s. Sweet. Room service. Just a second. I get up and I put a robe on because I... Sure. Yeah. Um, So I go to the door and... You respectable lady. Not a few hours ago, apparently. I go to the door and I I answer it. You answer the door. It's um, a youth, a a boy of probably 16, 17 years old. He uh, has a tray, a silver tray that has like a bunch of plates on it. You smell freshly cooked food. There's like a a small bottle of wine you think that's also on the tray. And um when he when you open the door, he looks at you and then just kind of stares forward as if he's transfixed. I look at him and I I'm not who you think I am and I open the door and you know gesture to the table that's probably there's probably a table right inside the room he steps in and like places the tray on the the table and you see him kind of just like like, almost take a half step back like he's not sure of himself and then he steps back towards the door and gives you a very um slow but gracious bow um i i hold up a finger and i'm assuming i have some franks to where, where are you going to get Franks from exactly? In hit. your night robe? All right, I go and grab some, you know, a, a small tip. And um, so, I hand it to him. Yeah, yeah, give him some Franks as a tip, and he yep. takes it graciously. And uh, he says to let him know if there's anything else that, that you require. Thank you. Have a nice night. Thank you. You get to this tray, and it's got an, um, an amazing array of food on it and wine. And someone, someone was thinking of you. Which is really nice, because... <laughs> caused some trouble earlier so i i sit down and i i pour myself a very small small glass of wine because look I'm... we all make mistakes and sometimes need to be forgiven <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i appreciate that i appreciate you, that you pour yourself a small glass of wine and the trouble you run into is the wine is really good <laughs> and it's refreshing so and... i just take the bottle take the bottle and i <laughs> If you're by yourself. I mean. <laughs> um, no, I, I kind of put some more in there and, and maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. And I start eating. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming the fish that was suggested is on the plate and it smells amazing. You begin to get your strength back. Um, you feel a little invigorated by the food and the wine. And somewhere during that ingestion... You have a vision of yourself, like a mental vision of yourself. You get this 
really strange impression of yourself standing on top of the bar downstairs, bottle in hand, like like liquor bottle in hand. And at some point you opened it up and just began draining the bottle on the bar. And having the, I'm assuming that's a memory. Uh, You you think it is. Yeah, I I can feel myself turning like completely crimson red and just, I can feel it creeping up my neck to my face. And I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God, my parents are going to kill me. Drink more. (laughs) And I take another. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's hard not to. Yeah, um, it is really tasty. Finishing yeah. the wine and finishing the food. You've also had a good teacher. I need to go find that ether that the doctor likes. <laughs> the ether's <laughs> a little different. That's a, that's a step up. Let's not. Yeah. Whoa. We're not mm. there yet. God, Kim. Start with the water wings. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> you need to learn how to walk before you can run. That's right. true. That's right. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to show my face down at the, the restaurant in the hotel. There's another knock at your door. I um, feel a little bit better than I was, obviously, after having the probably couple glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. But uh, just a second. Who's at the... Who is it? You're not sure? Are you going to go to the door? I go to the door and I kind of just open it just a little bit and look out. You open it. You expect the, you expect the youth you'd seen before. And you have to end up looking down a little bit. Not far, but a little bit. And you see a man you haven't seen in weeks. Oh, is it Mr. Wilde? It is. I missed him. Miss Lane, may I come in? No, because last time you came in, you showed me a book, and it was really weird. Thank you. He pushes on the door. (laughs) (laughs) And then shuts it. Uh, Why don't you come in? Would you like something to drink as long as you're here? No, no, not at all. I'm here about this disgraceful act that happened. Oh. How did you hear about that? Are you have you been in France the whole time? Are no. you following me? Oh, of course not. Sit down. Mm. Only if you sit down. He sits down. I sit down too. Now, we had a discussion once about the importance, about your importance. Yes. Yes. Such scenes in a public place are very difficult to cover up. You have your um, compatriot, I believe, to thank for that. Which one? The British American, the detective. Oh, Mr. Doyle. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what happened. Would you like to know? Um, sh- uh, is it in that book? Do you is. have the book with you? Does he have the book with him? You see the book. Okay. <clears throat> the book does not concern you, right? Okay. Um, I would like to know what happened. Well, from what the wait and hotel staff say, you went into some sort of fury and you climbed on top of the bar. You evidently called out to some person. They could not they could not repeat the name. They did not understand what you said. And then you flung your clothes on the floor, revealing quite a bit to the people of Paris who were passing by. And then began to imbibe as many alcoholic beverages as you could as you said in this fit to burn whatever it is you had seen out of your memory oh um London was 
quite the experience. Doesn't your book talk about what goes on in my life if it's supposed to see the, the Lane Dynasty? The Lane Dynasty only exists if your reputation stays intact. You make my job infinitely harder by these antics. But what is your job? To protect the American imperial state. One which you will have an important hand in. What if I don't? What if I don't want that? What if I don't? What if I want to do what I want? It is what you want. Because it means safety and order. And it means people stay alive. It's a good thing. That is what you want. It was not my intention to behave that way. We experienced some things in London that were quite devastating. Of course. I can't promise I won't do anything to screw up the Lane Dynasty, but I'll do my best. And I kind of give a sheepish grin because that's all I have. Mr. Well folds his arms and uh, you can see that the, the the cat, which is normally under one arm, has been put on his lap and he kind of folds, crosses his arm over him. He's got the cat with him? I didn't yes. even know that. Oh. Always. Always. And he says, it's come to my understanding that you are You've experienced a loss. Yes, that, that, that's right. I want you to know something, Miss Lane. Your Mr. Forsyth promised me before he left the boat that he would protect you. It's clear that he did that. Now, I highly recommend you wrap up whatever you need to do in Paris and get on to your next destination. Be done with this European trip or whatever it is that you're doing here and get back to America because we have work to do. Man, I really don't like people telling me what to do. That's in my head. That's no, not that's to fine. Mr. Wilder. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine you do. No. Um, I just look at him and I will go back to America when my job is done. Well, if you insist on paying, staying in Paris for a few more nights, he takes a card out. I recommend a play. And what does the card say? It says the... Uh, the Height of the Pale Moon, a play in three acts. There's a small theater not far from here. I will take in a play. Excellent. He picks the cat up. Um, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Of course. Do you stop by again whenever, I mean, we're headed to Egypt, so I'm sure I'll see you again. Maybe. Egypt is very hot. He seems to almost perspirated the thought I don't um I don't do well in warm climates well that's that's a pity so well have a good night and I go and open the door and he uh kind of toddles on out the cat mewing and crying as it uh kind of fights his uh grasp I um uh, as he walks out and walks down the hall I poke my head out the door mm-hmm. and watch him go you see him until he hits the stairway and then begins moving down. I immediately close the door behind me and if as many locks are on the door, I lock the door. <laughs> you begin latching the door. Yes, <laughs> yeah. very good. So back down at the table downstairs, the night proceeds well. The food here is excellent. Um, you eat, Miss O'Shea, you eat like a ravenous animal. Uh, it's probably nearly uh, unladylike. She's Jack, she's eating like a Texan. <laughs> give me this meat. Give me this potato. 
I have to watch all of them. God. I'm just eating a lot. I'm not like being sloppy or like slobbering at myself or throwing is, is, food. Is it because you're eating for two? You and the snake? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think he would eat more, though. Probably. He did have a big meal recently, though. Yeah, it's true. The piano starts up. It's a jazzy piano number that starts up. And you see a couple of couples move tables aside. And there in the middle of the dining area, people start dancing. Not a care in the world. And there's also a strange scent on the air. It smells like it smells like Teddy's saloon in Harlem in here. Mm, I know it's that's not okay. <laughs> What's the devil's lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> they have herbal jazz cigarettes here in in Paris, I suppose. It makes sense. I, you know, where there is jazz. I, you know. Sam, I think the music to you is probably something that's very pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just kind of taking in the room. Um, I am. I'm making it a point to make sure that anytime anyone at the table looks at me. I look non-threatening. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I will probably, between whatever next round of drinks we end up getting, turn to Jack. Uh, was there a hint of an investigation that I saw? Oh, um, yeah, a little something. I just want to uh, talk to this individual. I don't. I don't expect there to be anything nefarious. That's why I didn't feel need to follow him. But yeah, I'm gonna. My only concern is that uh, these people that tend to uh, know more tend to disappear more quickly than we would like them to. And if he's already being shuffled out of rooms, he's been talking to more than this bar. Maybe, but I think I will just. Uh, I think one more night probably won't make that big a difference. I could be wrong, but hopefully I'm not. So after after dinner and drinks at the bar, or near the bar anyway, um, I suppose how are you all landing that night? Some of you are probably wide awake. Mm-hmm. Others of you have had a really long day. Mm-hmm. Uh, doctor, after probably the third old-fashioned, mm-hmm. um, your hip loosens up a little bit. Oh, that is what I was waiting for. Stand up and stretch a little bit. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go take in Paris. I have not done this before, and it sounds like a wonderful city. Let me go put my books away. I'm not sleeping tonight. And I, like, run up to my room and go put my books away. (laughs) Dad's going to get upset now. You you do lean over, Jack, and you're like, okay, hang on, and she's gone. (laughs) Like when she gets up and moves, she springs up. She has like a like a gusto that belies it being you know like eight o'clock at night, and she just got done eating a twenty ounces of prime rib. I have no idea what just happened, but I'm disturbed. I yeah, I'm a little disturbed myself, but not in a bad way. I think it would be good to be disturbed at least once a day. Doctor, yes, Em. While there is a conversation I know we need to have, and I would very much like to have it while we're walking about, I would hope to not have to have it 
Again, is there any way we could perhaps abscond with Miss Lane as well? The three of us? No, as, as a group, if we're oh, going to take us. in the sights, perhaps we could go for a walk. I think that is a good idea. And I think she should get out of the hotel for a while. Perhaps a changing scenery would be good for her. <laughs> Maybe get her a big hat. So yes, go drag her from her room. <coughs> no, that's not... I'll, I'll, I'll go get Miss <laughs> That is a good idea, Jack, yeah. <laughs> okay, you go, Miss O'Shea, you grab probably, what, like a shawl or a something... Because it's still late February in Paris, mm-hmm. so it's a little cool still. Not snowy anymore, but... Yeah, I'll grab a shawl or okay. whatever I have. And then, uh, Jack, you're going to um, yeah. pay a visit to Miss Lane? Mm-hmm. Okay. Miss Lane, there's another knock on your door. <laughs> she just can't Grand even. No. Yeah, but he knocks like a cop. <laughs> yeah. Right. I probably know who it is already. Yep. That's Jack. Yeah. I opened the door a little bit. Yes, Jack. Lillian, um, did you uh, enjoy your meal? I perk up. I did. Thank you so much for uh, for uh, thinking of me. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Hey, some of us are going out, kind of get out of the hotel for a little bit. How Would you, would you like to come along? I kind of look down at what I'm wearing. Well, you know, you can put something on. Well, hopefully. As long as you keep it on. Well, well, I have had a couple glasses of wine. It'll be fine. We're, we're all there. We'll, we'll keep you under control. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. When do you, when do you all plan on, on leaving? In just a little while. Just go ahead and uh, get cleaned up. And uh... I look down at what I'm wearing. I, yeah, I can't go out in this. Um, I mean, but it's up to you. Well, <laughs> I think I've already made enough appearances and, um, in quite a few less clothes than normal in the hotel today. I'll be down in, I don't know, 15 minutes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Take your time. Okay, don't drink too much more. I mean, without me. No. Um. <laughs> so, what else are you taking with you, Mr. Shea? Oh, um, my pared down bag of goodies. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, do I even need to really carry my bag anymore? I probably have a book of spells at this point. Yep. Like I transferred them from Sarpral because I, because even in, in person, I've written them in my correct other journal. I will have my knife on my thigh and the other things stowed away. Outing is this? That's <laughs> the stuff she normally carries. It's it's a you know, it's a call it's Cthulhu like, investigator. Yeah. It's it's a casual night. I wasn't even going to bring a gun. I mean, you all uh, eventually, ten to fifteen minutes later, gather together at uh, in the uh, lobby area of the hotel, and uh, uh, I'm specifically looking for um, Lillian mm-hmm. because as soon as she comes down, I want to escort her out. Sure. I don't want her hanging around in the lobby. Sure. Scaring the locals. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, you see her come down the stairs and, and make her way towards the lobby. I'm wearing a shawl, so hopefully not to be as recognized. Lillian, why don't we go outside for a cigarette? I don't smoke. 
Well, yeah, why don't you, you come do. outside with me? Why <laughs> I'm like pushing her out. Like, yeah, you do. I will get. I will get the door for them. I mean, you're probably the last one because everyone else is kind of ready to go anyhow. I was so. in my pajamas. Well, the Parisian night is something unlike you've experienced, uh, Doctor. It is full of life. Everything here in Paris in the downtown area hops a little bit, whether it be the small jazz clubs you guys pass or whether it be the poetry readings or eateries or cafes that stay open late. Every doorway, every window well is filled with a different experience. And it's all very, it's very liberating. Everything here seems to just break every chain that society seems to have uh, placed on it. Paris is Doc's kind of town. Well, I I pictured like when we walked out that I would probably put my arm in the doctor's arm and oh, yeah. that like together we're like looking at like, ooh, let's go get, you know, this kind of bread or let's go, mm-hmm. you know, like basically zigzagging across the street. And yeah, the uh, the Seine Tattoos. River. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Seine River is very inviting a lot of uh, marketplace style shops still stay open a little later to uh, you know obviously work their trades as the evenings wear on the river is also a great gathering point for people uh, groups even small or large uh, and there is a definite hum in the air here at night it's uh it, it reminds you maybe a little bit miscellane of new york in the summer very alive you can feel this, the city itself churn and move uh, as if it is a beast unto itself. Doc buys Maeve a blank book. <laughs> Easily gettable. Yep. So while you're all out, is there anything specific you're hunting for? Experiences. Doc, while he is enjoying himself, is also keeping an eye down alleyways. Obviously, there's a lot of things going on, but he's looking for anything that's over and above weird. Okay. I mean, it is Paris at night, so weird is relative. I mean, like... You you are looking for the monster of Paris? As a very back burner, yes. Okay, so I guess what I'll do is... Um, this, this is probably what I would say. Two things. One, you can give me a hard spot hidden roll if you want, as a more like every half an hour or whatever I'm looking. Right. And then, because the two of them are so like-minded in this way uh, it will not escape Jack or Sam's perceptions that the doctor appears to be looking for something like he lingers in certain spaces like yes well you know Miss O'Shea is looking at this market stall he's not looking at anything she's looking at he's looking down an alley or he's trying to see where the dark places are and corners that he can it, it isn't lost on you so go ahead and make the roll so it's equal be of 40. 40 over 40? Yeah. Is that does that count? It's a success. It's not a hard Yay. success. So Well, no, my my heart is a 40. Oh, your heart is a 40. Yeah. It's 80? Yes. Nice. Okay. About an hour or so in to the market stalls and the book buying and likely the um, libations which continue along the way. Oh, yeah. Um, doctor, you spot not... You don't spot something specific. Mm. You spot 
the lack of something which lends to the thing which must be there. Hmm. So it isn't the it isn't the thing in the alleyway that's creeping closer or or casting a long shadow. It's that of all these alleyways along that you've gone, this one in particular is quiet. There's nothing going on in this alleyway. Nothing. And it's that absence of Paris that perks your interest. There's no life in that alleyway. None. I make very careful note of it and rejoin the group real quick. Are you having a good time, Maeve? Yes. Did you find everything you were looking for? I don't even know what I was looking for. Well, then you have found everything you were looking for, Zanya. I guess so. I think I have too. Doc kind of grins. He kind of gestures with his head towards the alleyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're very good at the whole pantomime thing, so no. everyone's probably going to notice yep. that. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he, he basically kind of nods towards the alleyway with his head, you know, a mm-hmm. very gentle gesture. He's not like pointing and, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm seeing all around us, Jack? Hmm. Life. Isn't it wonderful? There's color, there's smell, there's food. Except. And then he just stops and he walks into the alleyway. It's dark. It is the only place in Paris that we have been so far that is not set. Please come inside and have some of my wine and cheese. You're going to ruin a perfectly good night? I am not saying now. But I'm saying it's perhaps somewhere that we wish to revisit. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ruin our night now. Don't worry, (laughs) Liebchen. I am... uh, Far too inebriated at this point to go monster fighting. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> is there a bar nearby? Uh, yes. Fantastic. I have an empty drink. This is probably the most that Maeve has drank the entire time we've been together. Oh, and Maeve comes with. Yeah, I think after a couple of hours of this uh, sort of fraternization... I think I'm going to ask for some constitution rolls, <laughs> just, oh, yeah. to, just to be oh, sure. Yeah, 41 under 65. 81 wow. over 55. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Jack is shot. 12 out of 50. That does not surprise me at all, Ms. O'Shea. <laughs> um, 51 out of 60. Okay. So, amusingly enough, Jack is the only one that is currently yeah, a little schlotzed. We, we have not heard Sam report. Oh, Sam stopped drinking after the hotel. Oh, gotcha. So you're good then. Yeah, no, uh, everybody feels fine. You're, you're fine, Jack. You feel fine. Yeah, well, I'm a functional drunk too. So. That's true. That's true. Uh, Sam, Jack's not fine. <laughs> that's that's marvelous. He's he's off a little. Jack, mm. Jack is. Jack is a drunk American in Paris. I'm I'm not worried. I mean, the Parisian people do love the Americans at this point. They do. Especially well, I mean, the special drug ones. <laughs> What's um, not to love? I actually am paying pretty close attention to Lillian at this point. I can't tell if she's is she being discreet, demure, like quiet. What's um, going on there? She's put on a very large hat and shawl, <laughs> and she seems to kind of sort of be trying to blend in. I think I was just wearing a shawl. I did not put on a hat. I, I was making a hat joke. Oh, okay. No hat. So yes, a, a wonderful shawl. 
Although it it's, is definitely um, it's fallen off, probably because we're in a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Here. My hair is a little loose. Yep. And I don't care. Like I imagine at some point too. Like if I hear a piano or something, I'm gonna like run in and like see if I can sing or you know. Yeah, when you and uh, Sigmund go to the bar to get more refreshments, um, you're compelled to talk to. Or I'll just, you know, start singing very loudly at the bar. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, this is as alive. Have you have you seen Miss O'Shea in uh, forever? I mean, first she sang on the train here, and now she's somehow found this additional voice. Good. I am glad to see that definitely enjoying themselves. It makes me happy. Doc has a little bit of absinthe in the side of the bar and uh, watches her sing. Okay. I'll uh, gladly make another con roll if you'd like. No, okay. you're okay. Um, so to, to kind of button up Sam's <laughs> information, Lillian's probably being a little bit reserved, even if, even if she's enjoying herself in Paris. She's not drawing direct attention. At least not. And it, it might be that Sam's perceptions pick up with the fact that uh, Maeve is like turned up to 11. And she's far more... Uh, she's, oh, she's almost manic. Like she's really enjoying herself. And it's giving Lillian cover. Excellent. See, I, I approach Lillian. Kind of just slide up next to her. I look over to my whatever. Are you in the left or right? Uh, probably your left. Go over to my left. As I have not been introduced to you, I'll, I'll just Hans? It was question. I'm preferring Sam now, but ah. yes. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't know. I've been why, a little preoccupied. Why would you? Yeah. Of course you have. Mm. Well, it's nice to meet you, Sam. Trust that we're not strangers, but... Well, uh, I know you, but do I know you? Do I know me? Well, I mean, that's that's a philosophical question, actually. So what can I do for you? Well, I wasn't sure how to bring this up, and I didn't want to ruin everyone's night, but you seem uh, contemplative. So I thought maybe you could tell me whether or not there were uh, arrangements that had been made for Lawrence. I look a little taken aback. Because here we are having a nice night out and you bring up Lawrence. There were arrangements made for Lawrence. I know Jack wrote his family and I wrote Mr. Ramsey who was taking care of the expense of Mr. Lawrence's burial. I see. Um, his body was shipped back to the States so he could be you know, buried with his family plot and again, I apologize for raining on your parade, as it were. It's just, I needed to know. I believe it was you that dropped the clothes off for him? For him to be buried in? It was the least I could do. No, I, I appreciate that. That was, that was very kind of you to put that together. Well, tragedy aside, we've, I guess, suffered our losses. Yes, I am... I'm hoping that is the last loss that we have to suffer. Well, you can consider me uh, our meeting a uh, potential for a, uh, a new way to add value 
an opportunity to make new friends. I like making new friends. That's what I hear. That is that that was so inappropriate of me. So inappropriate of me. I was very fortunate the doctor and 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 Jack were um better help rectify the situation. I won't be making that mistake again at least in Paris. Speaking of uh at least in Paris, how long do we plan on being here? I I think a couple days. I think we um we're in, we're in search of something. At least the doctor is, for certain. Well, he's in search of the bottom of, yeah, the bottom of a bottle. It's fine. Yeah. He let, let him have his time. The two of you are actually seeing him with maybe, a, is it a second glass of absinthe? You're not sure. I just kind of, I kind of chuckle under my breath. It's a good choice. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The, the coda that I'll place on the this evening in Paris is uh, whether it be singing for some the vast liquor cabinets and bottles and bars for others what you get tonight from Paris is what you put into it and so if you're seeking to release pent up energy that you've collected if you're looking to collectively exhale for at least a night before whatever happens tomorrow happens you are afforded that luxury tonight and it is everything you can imagine and that is where I will leave you for this episode so thank you so much for joining us we hope you've enjoyed this uh, special Parisian episode of Masks of Neonothotype and uh, we will see you next week Thank you.